Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today I wanted to talk uh, about fonts. Um, It's something that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about recently with Watchsmith, and it's a topic that I think is just interesting, that I think a font is in many ways the the strongest sort of side of design that a lot of sort of sort of developers like like Marco and I deal with where um, I'm not an artist by sort of <laughs> at all. Like I'm just sort of like drawing pretty pictures or making things pretty. Like I can lay out a UI um, and just, you know, do the appropriate spacing and alignment and those kinds of things. But the thing in my apps that are usually the most like visually interesting is probably going to be the typography that I choose and use um, inside of it. And honestly, for most of our apps, I feel like, you know, 80 or 90% of the UI is text. And so if that's the case, like the thing, the, 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 the fonts and the type choices that you make, um, for that is, you know, hugely impactful on the user's experience and the sort of the overall design and aesthetic. Um, and if in any ways, like the personality of your application, um, like, like those font choices you make are, are so big. And I feel like there's so many different approaches that you can take with font, where like out of the box, you can just use, um, you know, the basic system font. And there's a lot of reasons and benefits of going down that road. And you get all kinds of sort of the accessibility and dynamic text. And there's lots of things and heavy work that Apple has been doing um, in that range to make like San Francisco, their base system font, like really good in so many circumstances. Um, But if you go down that road, then like it's like you get all these benefits, but you also lose a lot of things in terms of like personality and differentiation and, um, you know, making your, your, your app and your sort of your, your appearance feel unique and different and, and special. And so I think it's just an interesting thing to talk about, you know, cause I kind of went back and forth so many times on what fonts to use, um, in Watchsmith. And in the end, I sort of settled on the font called Decimal, which is, um, by, um, Jonathan Hoffler. And it's this sort of very watch inspired font. That's very, um, and sort of, in, it's supposed to evoke and be kind of derived from the kind of fonts that you would see on a traditional mechanical watch. Um, and there's actually just as a side note, there's a really, if you're looking for something to watch, the Netflix documentary abstract has a whole episode about the sort of the design of this font, which I just thought was really interesting. If you're kind of, um, new, especially if you're new to fonts is a really good discussion and ex- explanation of a lot of the terms you'll hear when people are talking about fonts, you know, the simple things of like serif and sans serif, but even things like leading and kerning and, or I think it's letting, letting yeah, and kerning. It's fine. Um, descenders and ascenders, and like all the terms that you would see, um, like the you know, these things that you 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 pull out a UI font and you can ask it for all kind of information about itself. Like you gives some really good explanations. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes. But anyway, like it's that's the font that I chose, and I I really like it. Like I think it works really well. I think it works super well in the watch, and I think it because I, it works super well in the watch. That's kind of the personality that I wanted to then bring over um, on onto the phone. Um, but that's kind of the direction I went and it's like, I like it, but I've also had a lot of some, I've had some feedback that people like don't like it and they wish that it was, I just used the system font and like, that's, that's complicated. Like, I don't really know how to feel about that. Yeah. It's fonts are tricky because when you, when you use a, a, a custom font for an app's entire UI, um, you know, basically when you replace the system font with your own custom font, it is a personality that you're adding. The system font basically has no personality, ideally at least. You know, sometimes there's a couple of, in history, there have been a couple of, like, you know, slight personalities imparted here and there. Like, I, I think the original Macintosh Chicago font uh, had, a, had a certain personality. 
um, that that we, it had more personality than system fonts tend to have. Uh, but for the most part, like system fonts tend to be as kind of neutral and universal, and therefore by definition bland. Uh, as possible because they are used everywhere you know the people shouldn't ever get sick of them they shouldn't really ever notice the personality of the system font it should just kind of be like just a, a nice like basic default that everything can use and that nobody will ever have a thought about and so you know the system font will never impart personality into your app custom fonts simply by by not using the system font even if you pick another fairly bland one you are making a personality choice with your app for sure and so some people are going to love that and some people are going to hate that and then beyond that if you pick a a font that has a strong personality um, you know something where like you wouldn't necessarily use this for any type of document or any type of text or any type like something that has a like you know a point of view a personality like your watchsmith font does uh that's going to be even more polarizing and it's even harder. You have to be even more careful with like how and when you use something like that in an app because people expect the UI of an app to, to behave in standard ways and to look standard ways. And if you don't match the standard, you have to have a really good reason not to. And, and it can backfire for some people. And that's why like you don't usually see a lot of apps you know, using their own fonts. If they do use their own fonts, they don't always use them well. And as a developer, you have to really be careful. Like, it is a great way to add personality. But you might not always want personality in certain contexts, and you have to make sure you're adding the right personality for the app. So, for instance, like, you know, <laughs> whenever I go to my dentist, they, they, they have, like, these computer screens that run their, you know, dental management system, whatever it is. And they're, they're always, like, in, like, kind of in the side of my field of view so I can see them, what's on the screen. And it's, you know, some horrible Windows app that's clearly, like, you know, custom made for the industry. And there are certain dialogues that use Comic Sans. And I just don't, I I never feel good seeing Comic Sans on the system that is responsible for my dental health. That's that's (laughs) not what you want. There's there's no, there's no, nothing comedic about the situation. Right, exactly. (laughs) And, and like, you know, so like there's, there are ways that you can mismatch a font to the application. And so you have to be careful like when you're, if you're going to choose this route to, to have a custom font. And, and I think there's, there's a good argument to be had not to have custom fonts these days. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But if you're going to go down the route of having a custom font, you have to really make sure that you're choosing one where the personality is appropriate for the context in which the app is running. Like what, what kind of app it is, what kind of people use it, what kind of mood or situation they might be in when they are using it. <laughs> and, and, you know, with, with my app with Overcast, uh, and I have lots of experience with custom fonts, like back you know in Instapaper days, that was all you know, Instapaper was using a whole bunch of custom fonts, I, I, and you could pick them for all your different reading modes, and it made a lot of sense for an app like that to have custom fonts because it's an app about reading and about good typography, and so you, so you know giving people options of really good fonts is clearly like something you should probably do. Um, after that, I, I had the magazine, and the magazine was all set with Avenir Next, uh, which at the time the magazine launched with iOS or in the iOS six era, and Avenir Next was a fairly new font to the system. It was available in the system, but almost nothing was really using it yet, and it really had like like a really nice. Smile. I still love the Avenir uh, Next family. Um, I, I it's it, it was a great font for UI, uh, but it had like a little bit of personality. It was a little it was different from what you usually see, which at the time you'd usually be seeing Helvetica. Um, it was it was great to have like this slightly different, fresh, new kind of look. 
and I set the whole app in, in Avenir and Next, and I don't think, I don't remember exactly, I don't think I offered any kind of customization of the font in, in, the, in the magazine. And that, I use that to, to like, you know, give a publication a personality. Like, lots of publications use custom fonts for their style. In fact, um, The Guardian, the, the UK publication The Guardian, had an entire font custom made for them, and it's really good. And you can actually go buy it. Um, I forget what it's called, um, but like you can, it, it was it's from one of the same foundries as uh, one of the fonts that I bought for Instapaper. Um, and like and like having that personality as a publication where like your product is your words, that can really help impart like a strong brand identity and and really can can help you know style the attitude that you want to show the world. I mean, depending on what kind of font you choose. So there's lots of cases where that makes a lot of sense. With Overcast, I I initially didn't have an option. I, I just used this one custom font that, that I had bought called Concourse that it, it it was just I really liked it because it had a personality, possibly a, a stronger personality. I, I think a stronger personality than most like neutral style apps should use. But what I liked about it was that I wasn't – I'm not like a neutral style person and I was injecting a whole bunch of personality into the app in other ways. We actually did an episode about this a long time ago. Um, I was injecting p- personality into like the micro copy, like little little just little text things here and there, kind of like showing that I was just a person and not like a big bland corporation making this, this indie podcast app. And that all kind of played into this image I, that I was working with of just like, you know, I, I just want to like do this like – freeform indie thing that's just one person and, and all that stuff so so the font i chose was like slightly informal slightly playful not to the degree of comic sans but like you know a little playful and it also had other properties that i really liked so for instance back then keep in mind this was the days of the iphone 5 size screen um i wanted to be able to fit a lot of words per line and the font i chose is actually pretty narrow it's a, it's a much narrower font than the system font, and so you can usually fit one or two extra words on a line before you have to before you have to wrap the line. So again, this was a practical consideration of like this font is a good choice. Not only do I like the way it looks, but also like it has this wonderful narrowness without looking like a condensed font. So it just works better in the context of map. You can fit more words, etc. And it also had really good licensing terms. It was really inexpensive, and it, I didn't have to pay per copy. I didn't have to renew it every year. So there was again a practical business side as well. There's you know fonts are licensed under all sorts of terms, um, and so you know some of them you have to pay per year, and I don't I don't usually love that. Um, some of them you have to pay per download, or you know, or, you know for certain numbers of downloads, and I'll never do that. Um, so you know there's all sorts of considerations like that. But anyway, ultimately though, no matter what I would pick. <laughs> There's always people, with the exception of the magazine, but I think it's just because they didn't run long enough. Uh, with Instapaper, people were always asking for more fonts. Always. And with Overcast, pretty much from the beginning, I would have lots of requests for just giving a system font option. And the world has changed a lot in the last you know 10 years since we've been making apps or whatever it's been, 12 years, oh God. But, <laughs> but you know, one thing that has changed is that the system font has gotten a lot better and a lot more capable. And things have gotten more complicated with things like dynamic text, with um, what are the Swift icons called that launched last year? SF symbols. Yes, SF symbols. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah not Swift, I guess, San Francisco. Uh, but uh, anyway, so like things have gotten more complicated in that world. Um, and there are certain downsides of using custom fonts 
where it gets harder if you're customizing it or certain things that you just will not be able to address. Uh, For instance, in Overcast, the font I use does not have a lot of uh, Eastern European characters in it. So uh, it has no Cyrillic and there's a certain, I think there's, um, there's certain characters that are used in certain other Eastern European languages uh, that are not part of like the, like one of the extended ASCII or something sets. There's some, some kind of various character sets where like in parts of the world or certain languages, my font doesn't cover all the characters. And so then the system falls back to itself for those characters. And then it looks all weird because it's interspersing San Francisco characters into the concourse fonts. Like there's all sorts of practicality issues like that with using custom fonts that sometimes it's the wrong choice. Yeah. Though it's like, I was like, I was just, while you've been talking, I've been sitting here in overcast, like flipping back and forth, because like you, you know, you have a setting that you can switch between um, concourse and San Francisco and like when when I switch it to the system font, like it 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 doesn't look like Overcast anymore. Like, yeah, it loses all personality. Like it it just becomes like well, this could be any this could this this could this could be like any any app. Like there's there's no. I think personality is the right word for that. Where it's like it's like do you want and it's like I guess it's the do you want to have a personality that like people remember or that is distinctive, and that when like they open the app, it's like oh you know, like, oh, I remember this, like, this is, this is this app, like, or do you want it to be something where there, it, it is no personality. It's like the, like, are you trying to be someone who's memorable or someone who you can, you know, like you, you forget, um, like the, the moment you walk away from them, like you're, you're, you know, you're at a cocktail party and you meet somebody and then like you, you know, there's the kind of person who might leave an impression and there's the kind of person who you just like forget you were talking to as soon as you walk away. It's like, what, which, which kind of app are you trying to make? Like if you're trying to make, if you're trying to make an impression, if you're trying to kind of be distinctive, then there's a certain amount of, um, it's like, it's like flamboyance that you need to have in your app design that is going to actually leave an impression because it's like, otherwise, like you just, it's just kind of, it could, it could be anything. And it's like, it, it's not like, and that's the thing that's, that's tricky. I find with this is it, it isn't that it looks bad. Like, you know, if I put overcast into San Francisco, it doesn't look bad. It looks great. Like it looks totally, um, like it looks totally fine. And it, it is exactly the kind of like, it is the vanilla ice cream that you would expect. And like, <laughs> like vanilla ice cream, everyone, like if you, if you, you know, if you were trying to find consensus among, like you had, a, you had, you know, 20 people and you needed to all agree on one ice cream flavor that you were going to buy and that everyone would, you know, like enjoy the most. It's like, it's almost certainly going to be vanilla, but vanilla is probably everyone's second choice. Like, and and like everyone else is going to have a different first choice from what they would prefer, but everyone's second choice is probably vanilla because that's like where you get that consensus from is because it's inoffensive because it's, it's fine. It's not something that leaves an impression. It's just pleasant. Um, and it's so tricky, and I mean, this is coming. It's coming. It's like top of my mind now because I've had you. Know, I've had just like you did a couple people be like, "I love watch." You know, I love Watchsmith, but I wish it didn't have um, this. You know, this custom font. I wish you'd just give me the option to flip it over um, to San Francisco, which I kind of get that like they want to use the app in a way that makes the, you know like they prefer and like for whatever you know like anytime you make a polarizing choice like there's I'm like they're obviously being polarized the other way. Like I'm sure there's people who love the font and. Um, like it, but I'm not going to hear about them nearly as much as the people who like like the app but don't like the font. Um, but like that, in some ways, what they're saying is it's this like it's a weird interaction because it's kind of like it's like I like you and I, and I like being around you um, and I, and I want to be with you, um, but I don't like your face um, and <laughs> I, I, I wish it was. It, 
it's it's a little bit offensive to me and i wish it was more generic maybe you could just like uh you know like like wear wear a mask or something and like just like because it isn't hard for me to change the font like especially the way that i built like all my type system is it's all like just you know it's it's just a like a setting that i could easily switch over and like oh now all of a sudden it's san francisco or now it's san francisco rounded like it's not hard but it's kind of like offensive in a way that's like here's this, this it's like it's like i don't like your personality and it's hard to not take that in a personal way when someone says like i wish i you know it's like i like your app but i wish you had had a different font it's like it, it's easy for me to fix and so part of me like wants to consider it but there's also part of me that's like no like that's that's the personality that's that's how i chose um to make this app and if it like it doesn't work for you like i'm i'm sorry but also that's you know it's like it's kind of mean to to to, to, to you know it's like to like it it's, it's like if you like if that's the thing that's that's preventing you from using the app like man like we, we you're, you're either really stuck on something and like that's just the way your brain works and like we're probably it's not going to work out um or you're just kind of like being nitpicky in, in a way that is actually not uh, like constructive yeah it you know and and this is the this is the risk of any kind of personality that you add to your app anything that you do that deviates from the boring blandness of the defaults whether it's design or the way you write your your language, your text in there, uh, or the or your you know color choices or your font choices, like all of those things are ways that you can deviate from like quote standard UI and add personality. But every time you add personality, you are running the risk of it not landing right with some people, you know, and, and the more personality or the stronger personality that you add in any of these choices, the more people it will turn off. But if you do it well, also the more people who will love it for that. And so it's tricky. Like I have, you know, over the years I have thought with overcast, like, should I just go to the system font for everything? It would make certain things easier. Uh, there are there are features of the system font that the that my custom font doesn't have. Like I love the way it raises the colon when you have a, like a timestamp, so you have like hour colon minutes. And if you have a colon between two numbers in San Francisco, uh, it changes the colon from being a line to the bottom of the line to being a line to the middle of the line. So it looks way nicer. There are features like that that San Francisco gets that uh, that my that my custom font just doesn't get or doesn't have, and probably won't have or can't get because it's not worth you know the the author of the font making all these custom features for like this one thing that is mostly not used in apps. So there are lots of advantages to me using the system font. Also, like it would just be easier when I'm designing the app to only have one font to test. I I do like whenever I have to make any kind of design change to the app, I'm, you know, making new UI or resizing things or changing the text in something, I have to test it in both fonts to make sure it, you know, fits and looks right and flows right uh and all all the other stuff and it would be nice to not have to do all that. Um there's also there's issues with um dynamic text sizing that I'll get to in a moment, but first, we are brought to you this week by Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's entire infrastructure or serving a bunch of fonts off your site, who knows? Linode has the pricing, support, and scale that you need to take your project to the next level. They have 11 data centers worldwide so far, including their newest one in Sydney, Australia, and they regularly add more. All of them feature their enterprise-grade hardware, S3-compatible storage option, and Linode's next-generation network. So Linode delivers all the performance you expect and a surprisingly good price. 
I've been with Linode myself for about a, almost a decade now, I think eight or nine years, something like that. And they are wonderful. They host all my servers, all the Overcast stuff, my blog stuff. It is just a great web host. And I've been with them for all this time because they've been great the entire time. They have great service, great support, and really good pricing. You can get started today on Linode with a $20 credit, and you'll get access to everything I just said, the native SSD storage, 40 gigabit network, fast CPUs, revamp cloud manager. Of course, you get root access to your server. You can install whatever applications you might need. They have APIs to automate things. All this starts at just $5 a month. There's so much at Linode. You got you to check it out. It's a great host. So go to linode.com slash radar and use promo code under the radar 2020 when creating a new account and you'll get a $20 credit towards your next project. Once again, that's linode.com slash radar and the promo code under the radar 2020 for that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So another thing, you know, with when you have a custom font, certain things become your problem that the system would otherwise do for you. Dynamic type sizing uh, support, which I, I'm telling you, you know, do as I say, not as I do. My Overcast is not very good at dynamic type yet, and that's mostly because I have just not done a good job of migrating to like new auto layout APIs over time. Um, like basically, you know, a lot of Overcast main UI layout code is still from 2014 when I first wrote it, and so a lot of it predates dynamic type and and. It's just harder to do things like like the self-sizing table view cells. I still have to adopt and everything. So anyway, so my app is not great at this. But if you do everything with you know the current day standards and you use the system fonts and everything, stuff like dynamic text sizing, it just becomes easier or automatic. And so there's when if you're going to take on the, the burden of having a custom font, you're going to have to do a lot of that stuff manually. The way I do it in, in the app is I actually have an, a, an appearance manager class. And the way that on on the regular you know system font UI font kind of uh, APIs, there's calls like system font for style, headline, body, title, stuff like that. I replicate that call in my appearance manager, and so I get to define there what what it means to be a headline font, what it means to be a body font, and I have I have methods like font of font of you know font for size you know caption one with fixed point size or with point size adjustment. And those calls will either call the system API directly or it'll use my own font and use the font descriptor API to basically modify point sizes. Like it'll it'll see what the system would have served and then inject my font instead at the same point size or at the same point size plus one or minus one, something like that. So you can do all this in a you can have like a, a customizable font architecture in your app without much change to your code. You basically need one some some kind of like appearance manager or class like that where all your fonts that you reference in the app, you pull through that, and then that can decide whether to use the system API or create your own custom font with those same attributes. So it really isn't too hard to do this on the API side. The main cost of it is like the like having multiple designs, basically, and having to test multiple designs and, and make them in the first place and make sure they look good. Yeah, and I think in general that's good advice, and I think increasingly that you always do anything related to appearance through some kind of intermediary. Because um, it's exactly the same thing when you're dealing now with like light mode and dark mode. Um, it's like anytime you call a color, you shouldn't be just like, the sh- you shouldn't be saying like UI color dot white or UI color dot black. Like it should always be like appearance, you know, appearance dot text color or whatever it is. Like it's even if, even if to start with, you're not supporting dark mode, even if you're not to start, like you're not actually, if it's just a, initially it might just be a proxy to something else. Giving yourself that flexibility will just, it's just so helpful. 
Um, and it will help you. Honestly, the biggest thing too is it's like at first, like initially you might think, oh, it's like, but it's quicker to just do it this way. It's like ultimately it's going to be so much quicker be to actually like be able to iterate on your design and tweak things and change things um, if you start to centralize them. You know, so if you want to be like, hmm, I wish this, you know, I want to tweak this background color slightly so that like, rather than being white, it's going to be like a beige. It's like, well, if you have like UI color dot white set everywhere or like undefined in your application then it's just who knows like it's going to be be this giant pain to go through and change so you know for fonts or for anything always like use an appearance manager because otherwise you're going to sort of go crazy and then i think it also does like has the benefit of if you do decide you want to fall back to the system font or do you want to kind of like have this more generic version of your application that it is relatively easy to do that you're not necessarily like having to go through and do this giant find and replace or kind of complicated thing where um, you kind of built it in from the from the start, and so like definitely it's like something something worth doing, um, just in general. Like do that. But there's something else that I was thinking about too is if you are going to go down the road of a custom font, some things that you might want to consider when you're looking for a font, um, because I think like it's easy to just like you can just like go on the internet and you, there's like thousands or hundreds of thousands of fonts um, and many of them now have like fairly permissive licensing even like there's lots of kind of open source um, fonts that are available like things that you don't necessarily even have to pay a licensing fee like some of their there are certainly some that come from uh, like type foundries that you know will have a licensing fee whether one time or yearly or pay per user um, there's even lots and lots of open source fonts yeah i will um, say for a quick reference here a quick warning here the right to use a font on your computer is usually not the same right as the, the right to embed it in an app. Yes. So make sure you're buying the right kind of license. Like, and, and embedding something in an app is generally going to be more expensive than whatever it would cost you to run on your computer. Yes, exactly. It isn't like, oh, I bought this font for, you know, like $50 from something. It's like now I can like put it in my app and use it everywhere. It's like, no, that is going to be there's you probably have to do that. And then additionally license it um, for, for, for use and distri- for these sort of the distribution rights. Um, but if you do pick a font, like some of the things that I've run into that you might definitely want to check into is, so what you were saying about extended character sets, seeing if it's relevant for your application, like how good is their coverage into additional character sets? Or is it just like they've done A through Z and the numbers and a few punctuation characters and like that's it like in which it is entirely possible if it's a font that like some designer created for a very particular use um, that may have been all they needed for their use and then they're just like publishing this subsequently so like check into that look at the number of weights they have for the font um so it's in you know in theory oh i just need like regular and bold and it's like you can probably get away with just regular and bold, but often it's really nice and useful from a design perspective to have some kind of gradation in between there to, you know, to have, have a a lighter, uh, so sort of a lighter weight and to have kind of a medium weight. Um, Like it just gives you a lot more flexibility. And it's one of those things that often, if, if you start off with a font that only has like two weights or one weight, um, it's, you're just kind of going to back yourself into a corner with design that you probably don't want. Um, also check if the font has, uh, like small caps support, um, like not all fonts do and like fake small caps look, often look kind of weird. And so if you're, and I bet I found increasingly there's so many places in an app where like good small caps can actually just really look really nice visually, um, and be really nice and legible. So it's something that I think it's worth looking into if your font that you're, um, sort of playing with actually includes that. Um, and then I think otherwise it's like, 
sort of just is is it a, is it a good font? Is is it thoughtfully designed and is it sort of balanced and has like even just the sort of things of like the kerning, which is how a font is arranges certain characters and how sort of the pairings like at, at, at its simplest, a font could just put the same amount of space between every character. Um, but it, what a good font will do is have current, what's called kerning tables, where it, for diff- different fonts have different amounts of space between them because of the, w- the shape of them. Like the way a D with a roundedness might be stacked up next to an A that's like falling away from it um, is different potentially than if you put like two M's next to each other or an R and an M where it, it, if, like if you put them together, or an R and an N even worse, where if you put them too close together, now they look like an M. Um, so you have you know a thoughtfully designed font will take this all into consideration and you just kind of have to play with the font a little bit to get a sense of is this thoughtfully designed and like um, actually intentionally done or is this the kind of thing where it's it's some it's a someone's design project and it's a font that's intended not necessarily for display in an app but is something that's designed for design that like you're going to photoshop and you're going to be individually aligning individual characters or things like where it's a different kind of design than um, necessarily would work well and then also make sure that it looks good at small sizes um, as well as big sizes that like you, you it's something that you you, you want to have a font that um, scales well between the, both of those things um, and i think if you kind of keep those in mind i like custom fonts i think they're fun i really encourage people to use them or just experiment with them um, i think especially uh, like it's easy to use the system font but i think you lose personality and i like personality in apps like i'd rather download an app that has some personality um, than an app that was just totally generic but you know, maybe that's like, that's me. And that's like the way that I roll. And I'd rather not eat vanilla ice cream, I suppose. <laughs> Great. Uh, I couldn't put it better myself. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.